Welcome to Better Business Building, where I'm your host, Adam Menderich, where I talk to business leaders from all shapes of life about what's worked for them and how they can help you win. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Ricky. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So as you know, with my show, I go straight to the other person and just tell me a little bit more about what you do because that's become a thing. So tell me a little bit more about what you do. We're currently doing sales as a service. We're helping other companies grow without the growing pains, all of those traps that they often find themselves falling into in trying to build a sales motion and build a sales function within their company. And we delivering the outcomes that they want without, you know, with increased likelihood of success. Awesome. How did, so let's get into that a little bit. How did you get there? Yeah, I think I came to the realization that no matter what business you're in, no matter what your product is, whether you're in manufacturing, whether you're in software sales, there's two businesses. Your one, your one business has to deliver the product or the service that you're offering. Mm -hmm. And your other business has to sell the product mm -hmm. or service that you're offering. And those two businesses are quite often quite unrelated. <laughs> the skill sets required, like you, you, the example I always use, I don't know why I come to this example. The example I always use is if you manufactured honey, mm -hmm. you know, the one side of your business needs to understand, I don't know, geology and I don't know, whatever else, how to mm -hmm. make honey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, like your beekeepers, yeah. um, but then the other half of your business needs to understand retail and and in shop placements and partnership channels and distributions and all mm -hmm. of those things. So different businesses, a lot of companies fail on the sales side yeah. because they don't have those skill sets available to them. A lot of founders fail; they mm -hmm. are able to build a good product, but they aren't able to get it in front of enough people, start enough conversations and uh, generate enough interest within the time frame that they have you know yeah. based on their cash flow yeah no it makes complete sense but tell me a little bit more about your journey and how did you get there in terms of like what was your background to realize that you could do that and what yeah. were the steps that you went in place Look, coming from south africa it's a very entrepreneurial culture i've always just been in business mm -hmm. i had a few businesses in south africa they did pretty well and when I left South Africa to come to Australia, I couldn't import them. Mm -hmm. Quite literally, they were they fell under therapeutic goods administration within Australia, which is the heart of bureaucracy. Very happy to have such high standards, but it did mean my my vitamins and uh, sunscreen manufacturing was a whole different kettle of fish here. Uh, it wasn't going to translate well, mm -hmm. so um, I had to find something else to do. I landed up. Um, in a family business where I helped them double in size within a year. Uh, they then no longer wanted to scale anymore. And I'm pretty aggressive or <laughs> pretty, pa I'm not aggressive. I'm a yeah, passive individual, but yeah. aggressive in how I like to grow business. Um, I then got involved in a not-for-profit for five years mm -hmm. as the CEO. That was a fantastic experience, but my primary objective as a CEO is if I'm not selling the vision, mission, and the purpose is mm -hmm. fundraising, which yeah. is essentially just another sales job. Um, so we did pretty well there. We were able to five times the, the revenue in the time that I was there. And then it was time to move on. Like, what are the skill sets I had? I yeah. was very fortunate to have a mentor who was very successful in business at the time, who was the chairman of the charity. And he said, Ricky, the one thing that I've seen you do better than uh, most people I've seen in business mm -hmm. is sell. Mm -hmm. You understand how to sell. You understand how to help people sell. And that's what you should do. Yeah. So I took my mentor's advice and here we are today helping other people sell. Wow. Wow. What a story. What, what do you like? 
what were the steps in place and um, how long did that process take? And yeah, t t t tell us a little bit about that. Oh, so now we, we started out December, 2020, whatever, just before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And obviously pandemic threw everyone for a tailspin. Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate. I already had yeah. clients. I already had um, enough revenue to sustain mm -hmm. the business. And so we kind of coasted through COVID. Mm -hmm. you know, in hindsight, maybe we should have used it as an opportunity to grow, but the business was very much, it's one step backwards to mm -hmm. take two steps forward. Yeah. You know, you've got to reinvest revenue and that might mean you, you, know, you even go into the red for a little bit so that you build that capacity to go back yeah. into the green. We were very comfortable and doing very well. So we kind of took it easy mm -hmm. for a little while. And as soon as the pandemic lockdowns and restrictions kind of eased, we thought, Now's the time to let rip. So September last year, mm -hmm. about a year ago, was uh, September 2021, was when we said, all right, let's actually see if this has legs. Mm -hmm. And we started building. And since then, you know, we took a very structured approach. We have to only grow by one to two clients a month, no mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Uh, we have to be able to service them well and deliver for each person. Because as you would know, building an outbound motion is incredibly difficult. Uh, doing it once is incredibly difficult. Doing it twice is incredibly difficult. But we just re redoing this every single month. So we take on one to two clients. And at the moment, we've got we've got a bit of a wait list. Yeah, awesome. I've got to ask, because I'm super interested, and this will obviously tie to maybe potential clients that are looking at you. Um, what what are the measures that you provide to them? Are, are like what type of KPIs are they? All output based or the outcome based? Or because uh, there's lots of different variations. And Amir Writer talks about what he does over in, in um, from the from US, in Colombia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk us through that. We are a little bit different to most other companies. Mm -hmm. I am a partner in the businesses that we are servicing. Okay. I am not going to sell you a hundred phone calls yeah. or a certain amount of emails because that is useless. You can't check, you can't go to a bank and say, I've got a thousand emails. Could you please uh, deposit this in my bank account? Mm -hmm. The only measure that matters is revenue. Yeah. That is all we care about. Yep. Are we generating revenue? So how much revenue will we achieve? Well, mm -hmm. the answer is as much as we bloody can. Yeah. Right? Are yep. we going to build an exceptional outbound system for you. Hands in glove, you're involved in it every single day. We're involved with it every single day. We're gonna build this incredible outbound machine for you. We're gonna execute all of the motions required. Mm -hmm. We are going to apply our highest level of intellect and experience to that motion to iterate it every single day, every single week to say, can we do it better? Can we do it better? Can we do it better? And yeah. when it's at its best, when we stop and say, hey, Adam, we, we think this is as good as we're going to get this outbound system. We can stop then and look at it. Mm -hmm. Is this a valuable yeah. sales engine for your business? If yes, amazing. Let's keep going with it. Maybe let's increase resources for it. Maybe let's mm -hmm. adopt the same model for another country. And if no, right. Now, at least, you know, it's probably yeah. been a two month experience or a three month experience for us to get there, build this perfect machine. And at three months, we'll ask mm -hmm. our clients. Mm -hmm. Is this worth it for you to carry on with us? Or is yeah. it not worth it for you to carry on with us? Mm -hmm. Luckily to date, everyone says, um, hell yeah, let's mm -hmm. keep going. Oh, how uh, could they not, Ricky? No. Well, no, no, <laughs> don't get me wrong. We've had clients. I'm not going to be here and, and sell things like it's all, you know, every, 
you know, everything's roses. We've mm. had clients that mm. wanted outbound. They thought they wanted outbound and we put on an outbound motion for them. Yeah. But what they realized then was that they didn't have the capacity within their yeah. account executive team to be able to handle that level of mm. meeting. So then they needed to increase the qualification criteria for the meetings being set to such mm -hmm. a high degree that outbound now became less efficient. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the three months, we said, hey, based on what we are experiencing, mm -hmm. we actually have got a few broader strategic challenges within your sales function that need to be resolved yeah. before outbound will be effective for you. Until then, we probably suggest that you focus on your inbound marketing channels mm -hmm. or increasing capacity, whatever it might be. Yeah. And we, we help them with that too, right? We're just a partner. So um, I always tell our customers, you'll never have to fire me. We'll we'll fire ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think that outbound is perfectly suited and going to give you a positive return on investment. I'll take myself out of the equation. We'll say this isn't right for your business. Hmm. But that's the way business should be, right? Yeah, we yeah. Just, we we're very we are. That's why I say we partners. I'm I'm not saying we technically have equity in every hmm. business. Yeah, uh, but we view every single one of our clients as if I was the owner. This was my business, and I'm trying to make the best possible decisions with the info information we have at mm. that time yeah. and utilize the resources we have at that time to achieve the maximum outcome. And that is something that is incredibly challenging for an agency to achieve. Because no matter what, as soon as you have an agency, at a deep level, there's a conflict of interest. Mm. That if I got you five meetings and then I stopped, so I was paying less on my resources and you were happy with five, I could increase my profit. Yeah. Or should I just keep giving you more resources and then you get eight, you over the moon, but now my, my margins yeah. are decreased. There becomes a point where there's a conflict of interest mm. and we pride ourselves on removing all conflicts so mm. that we can be genuine partners. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So digging into that a little bit more, like what are the biggest things you've learned to get to there though? Like talk us through a couple of those. I think the, the biggest lesson I've learned is there are no silver bullets mm -hmm. in business development. Mm -hmm. It is hard work. It is a grind. And it only really works when you have a bunch of clever people that are passionate, high energy, putting in effort, and all on the same team working towards a common goal. Mm -hmm. When yeah. you have that, it is achievable. But there are bumps in the road in mm -hmm. Outbound. Mm -hmm. There are times, there are weeks when you look at it and go like, this wasn't a good week. Mm -hmm. There are mistakes that are going to happen because we, this is human, this is business. And how you handle that within your team will determine if you have long-term success or, mm -hmm. or a short-term, you know, and, or long-term failure. So that's yeah. probably been the, the thing that I've learned the most is the mm -hmm. people you're working with will yeah. determine your success and the attitudes that they bring to the meetings. Wow, that's some powerful words there. That could we could just cut it now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, so with reflect to some of these businesses because it's not gonna, it's not necessarily gonna work for everyone. Even though I know that what you would do would be impeccable, what what would be your ideal clients that you can ramp this for? Like, do you work better within the SMB space that just are getting that motion, or a bigger space that want to? outsource that because it's more cost effective like we'll talk us yeah. through who your best customer uh, fits would be so typically we do not want to work with customers that want to outsource because it's more cost effective okay right 
we point a strategy is not necessarily a cost saving exercise. Mm. We're an investment in growth and yep. that investment has to be relative to the reward, but we are not necessarily cheaper. Mm -hmm. When you consider the full cost of building outbound, yeah. the full cost, yep. including management, including allocation of um, leadership's time, when you consider all of that, absolutely, using an agency is cheaper. Mm -hmm. But most of the companies that come to us aren't considering yeah, are. all of that. Yeah. Yeah, They're yeah. like, oh, we wanted to hire someone for $70,000. We're like, yeah. okay, great. Um, and how are we going to manage that person? Oh, no, we've already got a sales manager. All right, so are you allocating a proportion of that person's time towards the cost of this? Mm -hmm. You know, let's just say 25% of their time and mm -hmm. your sales manager's earning 150. So you're going to allocate like another, you mm -hmm. know, uh, another 30 or $40,000. Yeah. No, 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 we're no, not no. costing it that way because we're already <laughs> spending on our sales manager, right? And mm -hmm. I understand it, right? They're looking at that just as a, a pure cash uh, yeah. transaction. So typically they come to us with this budget of we were in thinking of hiring a junior salesperson at 70 mm -hmm. and we there saying, look, we cost a, we cost more than this, mm -hmm. but what do you want? Do you want a system that at 70,000 that fails mm -hmm. or a system at, you know, one and a half times that that succeeds yeah. Yeah. because the system with just someone to execute in outbound will fail. 70% yeah. of SDRs are below quota. The vast majority are churning through and not succeeding because they're being fired or they're quitting, you know, because they quit before they fail because mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. they don't want to face the music. And the reason they're failing is not the SDR or BDR's fault. It's 99% of the time, mm -hmm. the company's fault. Yep. They did not have the right strategies in place. They did not have the right management processes and systems to mm -hmm. allow this SDR or BDR to thrive. Mm -hmm. And so that $70, $70,000, you know, if we just say it's a 50, 50 chance of success, if yeah. I said to you, Hey mate, yeah. would you go take $70,000 and go put it on black or red mm -hmm. at the casino? Yeah. That's 50, 50, you know, yeah, just yeah. Under, that's 50, 50. Yeah. Uh, you would never do that. That's ludicrous. Yeah. That's reckless. Yeah. <laughs> but employing a BDR or an SDR when you don't have the right strategies and systems in place to do that is as likely to succeed except it will cost you more than just their salary because yep. you also have opportunity cost of the time taken and yep. wasted and effort put in. And now you're a year later without gaining more market share and your competitors are, are catching up. Mm -hmm. um, you potentially doing brand damage, you're convoluting your management structure, you, you're damaging your company's culture. The costs can be significantly higher. So mm -hmm. in fact, rather go take that $70,000 and put it on black or red because yeah. you're actually more likely to get a positive outcome than just hiring a BDR or an SDR thinking they're going to do outbound for you if you haven't planned and prepared for it properly. Love it. Love it. So obviously we've got into who that you can help the most. Um, do you have any tips for potential clients or even in the people in the SDR role right now? Do you have any tips for, for some of those listeners? How long do we have? As long as you'd like to go. Let's... What, what, are your top, what is your top couple? Yeah. So look, when it comes to the companies that we help, mm -hmm. you know, I mentioned we, we don't want to, we're not necessarily a cost-saving exercise. What I failed to mention is yeah. what we actually are is an opportunity to bring in expertise who have done this multiple times before to increase your likelihood of success and decrease the speed with which it takes you to get to the same, yeah. it, it, you know, decrease the time it takes to take you to get there. 
So the tips that I have for companies that are looking to start outbound is do not look for a silver bullet. You can do this in-house, mm-hmm. but do it properly. Oh, yeah. Get good advice and do it properly. And absolutely, if you do it properly, it should succeed. Provided outbound is the, a good strategy and a good approach for your business, for the stage of your, your business at wherever they are, when it, you know, within their, their funding rounds or within their business growth. Do it properly. That is my number one advice. Mm-hmm. Use an agency or use a consultant to build a system for you yeah. or just use the experience of your, your, your leaders, your sales leaders. That's also fine. But if you don't do it properly, it will fail. When it doesn't work out, the SDR or the BDR will be blamed, but it mm-hmm. is not their fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not to cut you off, but I'll just add in a little bit there. A lot of the things that I see when I was also spoken to Kellen Caseby the other day, we see that sometimes the SDR is hired for that seventy or $80,000 role, but what they're looking for is a VP of sales to cr- create their go-to-market strategy. And then they blame the junior person that's entry level that doesn't know how to do it. So yes, yeah. every outbound motion has three levels. You need a layer of strategy, mm-hmm. you need a layer of management, and you need a layer of execution. Yeah. They just hiring the person to do execution mm-hmm. and then wondering why they fail. No matter what, if you hire one person to do all three, they mm. will have some gaps. You can get your VP of sales, but they don't want to execute on cold calls all day. You yep. could get someone who can manage, but they're not going to be strong on execution or necessarily yep. Yep. on the strategy. So you need all three. You can get that from Pointer. You can build that in-house with a couple mm. of people. But if you don't have all three, wherever mm. your gap is will yep. become a crutch that you will trip okay. over. Yep. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Do you have any tips for the SDRs out there or people that would like to get into being an SDR? Absolutely. The number one tip is pick a company Mm -hmm. that has good SDR or BDR leadership and management. If you don't, the likelihood of you succeeding there is low. Mm -hmm. It will be a quick six, nine month, one year stint. You won't have success behind you. And yeah. you are stuck, you know, ham- yeah. you, you are, I don't know, causing damage to your long-term future income yeah. potential. Where in sales, if you go from success and proven success to success to success, yeah. within three, four steps, you can be earning half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, if you go from failure to failure to failure, you mm. can very quickly, you know, be earning the same as you were three years later, or, or looking for a transition outside of sales. Yeah. So go somewhere where you're likely to succeed and you can pick that based on your lead, their leadership. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So true, man. Well, if, if the audience has loved as, everything that you've said as much as I have, or people want to get started with Pointer, where are the best places to contact you, mate? It depends. I've got two ways. So the one service that we're offering being outsourced you know, outbound services where we do the strategy management and execution, go through to our website mm-hmm. and contact me there or, or catch me on LinkedIn. If you're looking for our outsourced SDR or BDR management, that mm-hmm. is where we come into organizations that have SDRs, but don't have strong management. And we just act as a fully outsourced mm-hmm. manager for those individuals. Get me on LinkedIn. Yeah, Get me on LinkedIn. Let's just have a chat. It's a little bit more nuanced. I'd love to just have a look at the business um, that that you're working with and have a, a casual chat about that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on um, the Better Business Building, Ricky. Good to talk to you, mate. Pleasure being here.
Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening. If you, like me, have received great value from my guest, please like, share and follow. See you next time.